There, there we go. go. Nice. That's dead. Nice. Dead. That felt good. On. It felt. It even spiked higher than the last one, so I know it was mm. fucking the shit. Mm. Thunderclaps. Slow when that spike gets going. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 97 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, over 40, but his weekend's going noise. Most awesome. Noise, that's right, baby. Over 40. Yeah, I, I call that out because it's like all these quarterbacks. Somebody pointed out like all these quarterbacks over 40, like they're 0-3 this weekend. Like Tom Brady, yeah. uh, Drew Brees, and uh, McCown. Throw McCown in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. Uh, take a look at our wives. That's what I got to say. We're rolling with some 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 hot-ass ladies it's over true. 40. <laughs> the whole, that, awesome, guys. I'm loving, I'm loving Dr. <laughs> Mrs. The Commission with you, so I just want to put that on the podcast yeah, right no. now. Yeah, no. Good move, brother. Good move. Uh, guys, we got a jam-packed episode 97. We're doing Rip from the Headlines. Dynasty done. It may be inbox. Got a couple there. Uh, 2020 Visions. Uh, talking about how we see the year shaping up. Coming up, uh, we're doing top two, bottom two of the 2010s. Wanted to do this one more time, run it back with technologies. Going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. Top three things you didn't know 10 years ago. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour power. Starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. I like horse brandana. Oh, you got some good, got some vibe on it. A horse, like my voice. Yeah, is it a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little raspy, yeah, a little raspy. Yeah, a little worn. A little, a little late night. This is like this is what MAB after dark sounds like. Yeah, yeah, a little a uh, little bit more slur though. I wonder if the uh, the audience is gonna miss the little slurred words if they're just like, who is this guest appearance? Uh, yeah, guys, I am fighting <laughs> a little bit of a cold and a cough that's been hanging around. I tried to edit out the cough last episodes where. You might hear the mouth drop in my mouth, but that's so you can hear a little bit of just me sloshing around as opposed to coughing into this microphone. Um, all right, brother, we'll get into Ripped Dynasty Done. Yes. Can we, a special occasion, can we just... Yeah, we'll open it up. Can we just do a couple, a couple cr- minutes on my... Let's crack that Vikes can open. On my Vikes. Let it breathe a little bit. A little couple, yeah, couple yeah, minutes yeah. on my Vikes real fast, if you don't mind. Come on. Oh, of course, absolutely. Go, go. The the floor is yours, sir. The man from Minnesota. Thank you, thank you. Uh, from K, yeah, that's fine. We'll get into it at another time, or yeah. uh, never time. So they, they go, <laughs> they go into New Orleans and a little TCB, take care of business. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, taking care of business, just doing what Kirk Cousins does. Mm. As long as it's not on Monday Night Football. Just winning football games. Yeah, I guess. Uh, there was like this. He still had a couple sacks where he laid down. It was funny because I actually I was at a Vikings bar and it was all packed with Vikings fan. And there's that like sleep number commercial he's in. And I was like, I was like, I don't need to see any more of Kirk Cousins laying down. I see plenty of that during the game. I don't need to see it during the commercial breaks. 
kind slays. of slays the. Bar. I kind of torture. Oh yeah, they love me, bro. They have a big fan. Yeah. Uh, I won a little raffle, so they they went in there. They did find a way to win. I didn't necessarily love how conservative they went the second half. Yes, like just running Delvin Cook, like just into that line, and it's just, you yeah. know, it is another one of those things. Like it really felt like. New Orleans and Drew Brees, as soon as they got in rhythm, were going to come steaming back. And that's exactly what happened. Hats off to that defense. And going into overtime and winning that coin toss and just Kirk Cousins coming up with a big throw when he needed it was – it was clutch. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't love the performance. I thought their um, – our defense made some turnovers happen. It's just like really – like the, the defense was unbelievable to probably stop this high-octane offense of one of, if not the best in the league and holding the points and score when we needed to. It was impressive. Yeah, I mean, Daniil Hunter came up big. Uh, I think it was like four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter with that late hit on Breeze's arm to get that fumble when they were kind of yeah. – they were in position to tie it up then. That was a huge, big, huge play. And they just like – I mean, I didn't see – I saw a lot of like Taysom Hill, but I didn't really see a lot of uh, – uh, shoot, I can't remember the wide receiver. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Or Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I was gonna. I was like, I, I, they kind of. I don't want to say they shut him down because you saw him make plays a little bit, but they they did not put the fear of God into me, uh, or or they didn't put the fear of God in you, uh, Vikes fans, every time that they had the ball. They didn't. And what it was is the pass rush, man. Like you can't yeah. underestimate a pass rush. Like Drew Brees, it took him three quarters before he even really looked comfortable back there. And then like when he did, like you could just kind of feel. He picked apart the zone a little bit, but I don't really. Did you see how they shut down Michael Thomas? Because it sure shape wasn't fucking Xavier Rhodes. I mean, I love like that guy no. for all the years he's put in, but he's lost the step. Like he got, he got torched on that, um, on that fifty yard Taysom Hill to whoever. And people get just got to get over this Taysom Hill guy. Relax, yeah. Everybody, chill <laughs> out, chill out, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely was the only spark on the Saints offense. I mean, they were definitely dinged up heading into that game. But, I mean, it was the front four of the the Vikings that was really the biggest difference maker in the whole thing. And, I mean, like, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins stepping up and making a huge throw. And you've talked about it on the podcast. He throws a nice deep ball. And he laid a beautiful deep ball in there to Thielen, who was super quiet. I mean the whole season except for this game seven catches for like a buck 29 uh as i'm looking at the stat line right now and right dalvin cook super conservative but if we've watched anything in the titans pats game not to kind of segue back to the the rib segment but like you need a guy that's going to carry the the rock you know 25 to 30 times in the playoffs in just those types of games and dalvin cook was that guy two tds 94 yards just controlled the game a little bit for him. Yeah, I do. I do like his style. He has great cuts. He's super brittle's not the right word, but I mean, he will if he runs into a line or a tackle, he goes down. He's not Latavius Murray or whatever from a couple years ago that can fall forward no. and always gain like No, three he's yards. not Derek. He's not your boy Derek Henry. No, he just goes but straight they need, down. But they need somebody just to carry the load and he can do that and he can also break a couple ones, too, and be explosive in that game. So if he gets to the second level, you know, he can pull off some big chunk runs, too. All right, well, I appreciate you giving this time. We don't have to just sit here and yeah. toot horns. Toot. 
Um, but this is the exact position I wanted the Vikings to be in. I mean, it is a lot of road games, and San Francisco is another huge challenge. But, you know, people are just underestimating us a little bit. You know, we keep away from the primetime game and play defense and rush the passer a little bit. I like our chances against 49ers. You know, like, I like going up yeah. against a rookie quarterback. Or not a rookie, but, I mean, like, this is be Garoppolo's first start first. in the postseason. I mean, I'd li- I like yeah. that. Yeah, and I've said it before, like, Jimmy G, you know, he can do a lot of things, but he we haven't seen him in the playoffs. And he can look a little dicey at times. Like, he can make questionable boneheaded throws. They've been kind of dialed in the last six, seven weeks of the season. But that first half of the season, it was – he could have had a, quite a few more picks than, than his stats show. So now the pressure is going to be up. The playoffs are here. Big expectations. Is he going to rise to that occasion? I don't know. And uh, the Vikes have a good defense. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. The Vikes, got a good, they do. the Vikes got a good enough defense to disrupt them. You know what I mean? Exactly. They have a good enough pass rush to get after them. You have to, on the other side of the ball, you have to protect Cousins because the 49ers, they're, that's what ruck, wrecks everything. Uh, Bosa, Warner, I mean, you know, Armstead, all those guys really can be disruptive. So you just have to protect them. And then, you know, it's going to be it's going to be not a pretty game, I don't think. I think it's going to be an ugly one. But uh, it's a good I think it's a good matchup. Now going to be a sexy game. And it's not in prime time. Thank God. It knocks on wood. That's right. Keep it daylight outside of my boy. Kirk Cousins is running the QB spot. All right. That's plenty of time. Let's. Fade over into what we actually came for ripped, uh, always breaking the record on how long we actually take to get to the subject. We're doing Dynasty <laughs> Done. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, because last night uh, everyone was sticking the forks in the Patriots yeah. and Tom Brady as they lost to the Tennessee Titans uh, in an, mm, kind of an ugly fashion, an unfitting way of our of our quarterback god tom brady tb12 yeah it's a little bit of i so there's two different ways to explain it off depending on which side of the well you land on there's there are people who are just like can't ever sign them off man you know what happens when we put a fork in it but it's there's something different about this this isn't the like whatever the week he's 42 what's up he's 42 yeah he's 42 and this isn't just like one loss it's just kind of they have they've looked a little bit out of sorts they played kind of top tier sometimes but there's also been more times when they've looked you know that that Miami game um they looked good against Buffalo they did not look good against Baltimore and they mean like when they don't look good they don't look good and there also has been like Tom Brady accuracy's been like the bottom 20s like 28 29th or something like just just his stats alone I know he doesn't have any targets but it's uh it's showing yeah, I mean, offensively they're super limited. Um, they they have they're 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 having to be super creative to find Edelman's been banged up. They don't they just don't have any offensive stars. Nikhil Harry has done nothing. Yeah, Sony Michelle was really you know just kind of marginal all season. They don't have any play playmakers. James White is their you know is their only little scat back out of the backfield, and he really didn't do much. So it's like it's you can really make the Patriots one dimensional. And if you start to disrupt the timing of Brady, even more so as a 42 year old quarterback, he does not want to get hit at all. at all. Like he will, he gets happy feet and he will throw it down, throw it away, throw it in a lineman's feet. He doesn't give a fuck because he's not going to take a big hit. It's going to be lights out for him. So you can, you can very quickly make that Patriots offense look terrible 
And, uh, you know, the, the Titans kind of did that. They made it one-dimensional last night. Yeah, they got him on there. So, um, right now, do, is there beef between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? I mean, well, I think they're – I mean, talking back to Jimmy G, I mean, I think there's always been rumblings of a little bit of rift and beef between the two, which led to Jimmy G getting traded for – assumptively pennies on the dollar yeah you know um so you know the reports are out there that uh you know brady requested that they move on from you know basically him or me you know garoppolo jimmy g or me and robert Kraft didn't want to go and do that you know obviously he's pretty loyal he's got a lot of titles and a lot of a lot of money made from uh from tb12 so they moved Jimmy G and he, he, he forced to trade a Belichick and Belichick didn't really want to do it because I think Belichick's and we've talked, I think we've talked about this. Belichick's mindset is like, I mean, he is a, you know, he's a legacy guy. He wants to know, or wants to have his legacy stamped among it. And to have that not just tied to Tom Brady is equally important to him. And I think Jimmy G was that lifeboat boat for him for the once, Tom Brady moved on. Jimmy G was going to be the guy, or at least he thought he was going to be. You know, Jacoby Brissett, there's been a ton. Brian Hoyer, there's been a ton of other rookies that they've moved on for quickly. But Jimmy G was the one that hung around the longest. And I think he thought, Belichick thought, that that was going to be Brady's heir apparent. Uh, and then it all got blown up because, you know, Tom Brady didn't want somebody breathing down his neck. Yeah, okay, so here's the problem now. Like, on paper, I wanted to believe, and I was a proponent, and I thought, like, all right, yeah, Tom Brady goes someplace else. Like, this, whatever, this narrative for the L.A. Chargers kind of makes little sense. But now it's just, like, uh, uh, Patriots don't have any fucking options. Like, who are they going to get for quarterback? Like, uh, I mean, Eli Manning? Like, Jameis Winston? Like, I mean, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, so it's either I don't really see... And there was this quote from Bill Belichick, and I bring up the beef again, where it's just like, uh, I, th- I think he was quoted as say like, nothing to say on right now. Like, I want to give uh, time for those decisions. Like, if you know if Brady's staying around, which isn't exactly a ringing endorsement for you know like having the best court, like resigning the best quarterback ever. But it's also if they right, don't right. sign him, why would Bill Belichick stick around to be on a shitty fuck, like run a shitty Patriots team? Yeah, I mean, it, it. this upcoming free agency will be very interesting because there isn't any good young okay, quarterbacks. Well, I mean, Drew Brees, go, sorry, well. let me ask this first. And I want you to get into this, yeah. but I want you to loop this question in, and I'm afraid that you'll have to go back and answer it. Is it important to either of these guys or both for them to win without the other to prove who actually created this dynasty? Hmm. That's interesting. I think, it's, I think it's important to Belichick more so uh, than Brady. I mean, Brady's kind of, he's on the top 100 of all QBs all time. I mean, it's him and Joe Montana right up there, six titles, you know, nine Super Bowl appearances in, in 18 years. Uh, at this moment in time, you know, yes, people can always tether Brady to Belichick, but uh, it's it's more often, you know, it's, it's more seen, you know, ch- you know, Terry Bradshaw had uh, Chuck Knoll, uh, Jimmy Jones or Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman. I mean, they've always had that. Quarterbacks have always had that because they typically don't play at a high level through multiple, you know, successful head coaches. Yeah. So then, uh, uh, you know, uh, so I can see it being more important to Belichick in that respect to really solidify. It's like, 
I I am the one that is the archetype or architect of this dynasty in this franchise. I've been here for 20 years. I've been here longer than most everybody in the history of the NFL, Sands, Chuck Knowles, and maybe George Hallis with one team. Um, so I think like I think it's super important to him. Otherwise, if it if he didn't care about it, why was he so um, why was so determined to keep Jimmy G? And why did he almost like uh, you know kind of in a pouting fashion trade Jimmy Jimmy G off for maybe not the best deal, but but the best situation for Jimmy G? Yeah. You know, to to sit there and say that he didn't have plans or wasn't looking toward the future of that um, would be would be foolish. And I think that gives some insight as to is that who's that more important to and i think it's bill belichick yeah it's important too because it's almost like also for coaches it seems like a little bit you almost expect coaches to move around because they kind of have to as they come up they just take different jobs right. so it's it seems less important to them to kind of have the i stuck with one team my entire career all right so uh before i interrupt you thank you for answering that i wanted to get in that makes total sense brady already is getting the accolades and the kind of recognition you're right as being the greatest of all time if not, like, tied for Joe Montana in a debatable fashion. So, great point. All right, so how's this going to fucking shake out? Because right now what I don't see is Tom Brady going to a different team, Bill Belichick coaching a Patriots team that just has no talent on it. Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, so that's why I said this offseason is going to be, like, it's going to be the most interesting starting as early as March. March 18th is when Tom's contract is up. Right. I mean, that's technically when the last day of his contract is. So we'll see. I'll be waiting between now all the way through February to see if they even get a deal done. I, I would assume that the Patriots would want to lock this in. They're going to be entering in the free agency period with about $42 million in cap space heading into 2020 season. Um, 13 of that, I, I was looking at Sport Track, 13 of that is allocated for Tom Brady, but I would assume he would try and kind of leverage his his leaving somewhere else i would i'd look to see maybe maybe two years 68 million so about like 35 34 34 5 million dollars somewhere in there uh maybe he'll go less maybe we'll do two for 50 and just you know give him another hometown discount but he basically um you know he that's basically where he was at this year is about 23 25 so that doesn't leave a lot of cap space uh, left for them and they have a lot of defensive holes and they have a lot of offensive holes uh, as well so it all kind of starts there with them for free agency uh, I'll be very interested to see if they can get some cheap you know as Belichick has been famous for doing is is finding like an AJ Green who is a free agent a wide receiver played Good in call. Cincinnati Good pull. Yeah. And, and, he, and he fits a he fits the necessity outside of what they don't have they can keep edelman inside right as a little you know slot wide receiver and move somebody out there that's a big target that's fast and can run um you look at some other guys i mean devin funches kind of fits that uh there then there's emmanuel sanders hunter henry is a tight end who is a free agent i don't know if he makes it out or not but he is open and i think they need to look and find somebody that can be a big play receiver and we've seen it with hunter henry um, they probably would have to spend a little bit more on their on the cap side of things, but it would be a good fit for them, you know, from a wide receiver tight end threat. What about Odell Beckham Jr.? Any chance of that? He's asking to get out of there. Yeah, and so he did walk that back a little bit. He did walk it back, yeah. And so it would be interesting 
I mean, obviously, yes, maligned wide receivers is the Belichick Brady special. They have nine draft picks in this upcoming draft, so they have some assets. Although a lot of them are later in the you know in the fourth, fifth, sixth round area, uh, seventh round, so uh, they don't have a lot of juicy. But I mean, I I would I could totally see them if they were able to squash everything with Tom Brady. Uh, I would see them looking at you know possibly moving a couple first rounders to the Browns for you know, for, uh, uh, Odell. The question is, I don't know what his salary and how that's going to shake up. I mean, it's going to eat up a good chunk of their, their salary cap and they still have guys starters. Here are the defensive starters that are up. Uh, Jamie Collins, Kyle Van, Van Noy, Eldon Roberts, Danny Shelton, uh, Jason McCourty. So that's five starters on the defense. Uh, Joe Thune on the offense, offensive line is also up this year as well, too. So if you bring in an Odell Beckham, you've got to have a lot of people taking hometown discounts, and that would start with uh, TB12 himself uh, taking some of those hometown discounts, which he's not happy about because he's been doing it for years, and he didn't get a long-term deal like he was hoping for and was kind of pissed uh, heading into this offseason, okay. this past offseason. Okay, so real fast, two last questions. Um if Tom Brady was able to get some talent around him, does he still have the arm, the gas to win another championship in this league? I think so because we we witnessed Peyton Manning, who didn't have that much juice in the tank with uh, uh, with Denver, be effective in a cerebral fashion of the game. Yeah. Philip Rivers is the same way. Uh, there's no one who's going to who hasn't been in any type of situation. You're not going to throw something at Tom Brady to like ultimately confuse him. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not they can pick up the you know make the proper adjustments. And when you have you know talent around him that buy into the system, the the do your job mantra that Bill Belichick has cultivated in there, I think uh, you know that I would not count out. If they don't, if the off season is quiet, uh, then no, then you're going to see a, re- a redo of this year. And probably the the last eight games of this year. Yikes. Okay, uh, and then the last question. Let's say that Tom Brady does move on. He goes to Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Tampa Bay ends up cutting ties with Jameis Winston. The Patriots sign Jameis Winston. Over under how many weeks before Bill Belichick strangles Jameis Winston to death for his choices on the field? Oh, man. Oh, after that first five INT game. So week one. Yeah, I mean, can you picture can you picture Bill Belichick's just like rolling his eyes so hard they fall off his head? Like I can't, I can't even picture it. It would it would not be a fit to go from the most like natural born leader, like yeah, super hyper competitive guy, to then a guy who just is trying to do a bad Tom Brady impression. Yeah, uh, would be like. Ah, I, I think, yes. I think it would force an early retirement from Belichick. I think he would quit. Did you hear Bruce Arians' comment, too? They were like, can you win with another quarterback? He's just like, yeah, I mean, if we can win with this quarterback, we can definitely win with another quarterback. Like, Arians just, like, <laughs> roasting Jameis Winston. is unbelievable. Um, uh, 30 INTs, baby. All right. 30 INTs. We're up against it. Let's hop into the inbox real fast. Uh, little Brawny, what happens first? The NCAA and NBA get rid of the one-and-done rule, or LeBron James' son is forced to play his freshman season at Duke? 
Very good. I think we, we talked about this, I think, in the preseason stuff for, or maybe it was the offseason of the NBA with the Lakers. I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, the 2021 CBA for the NBA is coming up. It's definitely a point of measure that they're going to be discussing is about dialing back and rolling back the uh, the age restriction, the one-and-done restriction, going to high school uh, seniors being eligible to come out in the draft. So I think that happens first. And as we talked, we'll, we'll dust off this old conspiracy mm. figure because uh, Bronny James, who plays at Sierra Canyon High School in uh, California there, uh, is going to be a senior, finish up a senior in 2023. LeBron James, his deal is up with the Lakers in 2022. So I would envision probably LeBron finishing out his deal with the Lakers, picking up that player option of about $41 million in 2021 and then 2022 maybe doing a one-year short-term deal see where the tea leaves go see where uh, he can leverage his taking his talents to whomever might draft his young son uh, Bronny in the first uh, you know in the second or first or second you know high school eligible draft so I would envision that he's he said he's wanted to play with his son mm-hmm. he's made it a very you know those two things probably winning another championship now him and Anthony Davis, but the uh, the all-time scoring leader list, you know, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one thing, and the other thing, big thing, is playing with his son. Uh, both are in, in sight. Both are capable, or both are, you know, unless he, barring super injury, it's something he could definitely do. Uh, really fast, why did they put the one and done in place? Uh, David Stern put it in there just to restrict and essentially to protect teams from themselves. But basically, you know, teams were gambling uh, okay. on these high prep kids, and it just kept getting ramped up further and further and further. And a lot of these kids were washing out. Jonathan Bender, Darius Miles, guys were picked higher and higher, uh, eventually culminating with Kwame Brown and uh, the Charlotte team and Michael Jordan kind of famously berating him and bullying him into uh, – you know, oblivion, so to speak. And so basically it was David Stern's way of protecting the product a little bit, making sure that the best possible talent was getting in there and the right teams. That's why he's kind of structured the the draft lottery the way it was, is to make sure that uh, everyone got uh, uh, an opportunity to have these stars. It was in his idea, if he could have 30 stars on 30 different teams, that makes the, the league the most compelling and best. Uh, and that's why he was trying to do that. It's trying to limit these teams from risking or gambling their futures on, uh, you know, young Darius Miles out of East St. Louis High School. Mm, makes sense. All right, next email. Uh, uh, I get it. Okay, I hear you loud and clear. I don't write enough. I don't listen enough. I don't care about football contracts enough. But it still hurts to not be part of an MVP group. Is it because I hit Ooh. on Dr. Doctor Misses the Commish? Whoa, before I knew you were together. Yikes. Walking on thin ice, bro. Uh, Careful, bro. Careful, bro. Anyway, I will try hard in 2020. Maybe more star crutches and pecan spin wheels sent your way. Look at that. Delicious. But all that aside, if you could begin coaching any team in any sport, what would it be? I would easily go for the Washington Generals. Just foul the shit out of the Globetrotters. Gotta win at least one game. (laughs) I like it. First off, Doff, I love you, bro. I did write it. I did write it on here because i wrote a little notes here for my mvp of last week i just skipped your name i'm sorry i knew i was going to do it i was paranoid oh, that i was going to do shit. it 
But I did have it. I will post it on IG just for the proof is in the pudding. But I love you, big guy. Yeah, that's and yeah, that's good. Let's get that on the on the IG for the old that. And and first off, I don't really care if you hit on Mrs. The Commish before she was pre-doctor. Mm. If you saw some of those home videos and seeing a 2007 most awesome, woo mm-hmm. boy, yeah, would have been some stiff competition, sir. All right, you would not, you would not have fared strongly against this handsome dog. Oh yeah, it's looking good. I like you, cocky brother. Yeah, I love it when the yeah, pod is right. all cocky. Um. <laughs> I can pick this up from what team? I don't know what team. I would coach a professional football team. I I know the, yeah. I know the sport probably the strongest. Um, and then I also uh, yeah. I, and and it needs kind of a new blood. We need to see a little bit more of going forward on fourth down. Just kind of like a little bit of this risk management stuff going down. And then uh, I would manage the clock better. Nobody knows how to manage the clock in the NFL. It's kind of insane. Right, right. That would be your whole. That would be your one thing. You're like, yeah. I, p- calling plays, doing whatever. But no. when it comes down to the clock, that's me. That's all me, baby. Obsessed with the clock. I thought about this in two ways. One in the in the current time frame, and then another in like just in all of the world. Because I started thinking about like of you know the Washington Generals history. Yeah. So if I was to do anything today, I probably would go to the NBA. I probably would actually mm. want to coach the Lakers. Because even though, uh, you know, I'm a Pistons fan, uh, I'd want to coach the Lakers because I wouldn't have to do much and i get a front row seat every week, watch LeBron in his prime, listen to all that. It, it, he wouldn't – anything I said, they wouldn't listen to me anyway. No. So yeah, you're figuring why out. not just let LeBron coach the team, just let – you know, just go do the thing. Um, but then I started thinking, like, what if we could open this and extend this, not just to, you know, what team and what, you know, when you would coach it, but, like, what era. And I think, like, another thing is is – 1992 the dream team would be something like super special to be the coach on there i wouldn't have to again i wouldn't have to do much yeah but just to sit there and bear witness to it um you know anything you know the lions watching barry sanders play would have been sweet uh so you're kind of using this as an opportunity to just get like a front row seat like you, you want to see sure. like some of these i'm not bringing i'm not bringing no one's respecting me coming in the gym uh-uh yeah no sir even though the title is most awesome and uh, i just talked to you about how good i looked in 2007 you did they're not respecting me they're not respecting me. all right well doff you're back on the mvp thanks for sending those emails and keep them coming in 2020 that should be your resolution sir um all right new segment 2020 visions uh we kind of went heavy on like a little bit of the New Year's. This is definitely like a New Year's podcast. It's our 2020 podcast. Get into it. Um, it's the first podcast of the new decade. It is, buddy. It is. Uh, we listed out some things that will happen next year and then listed out some things that should happen next year. Uh, right. What right. do you have that will happen next year? Ooh, okay. So what will happen in 2020? This year I'm going to go with my first one here. Uh, Jim Harbaugh will not be or this will be his last year at University of Michigan. If they do not make the college football playoffs, his deal's up in 2021, which gives him basically a $6 million buyout. If they don't do it, they pull the trigger. Or I think he just rides off into the sunset. His track record, his history of being in one destination for a long period of time is pretty, pretty limited. Four or five years is about the max. So I think that will happen in 2020. Well, it's almost like one of those rare coaches. It seems like he found a little bit more success in the NFL than he did the NCAA college football. Yeah. 
Does he go? Does yeah, he go back yeah, to yeah. the NFL? I think yeah. I think there's going to be. I mean, if we've seen anything, the turnover amongst the NFL head coaches is like. I mean, we're going to get seven openings every year. You know, five to seven openings. Yeah. Um, I think if he doesn't win, his contract is up. Uh, it runs from January 11 to you know uh, of 2020 to January 10th of 2021. That's just well in time for him to you know have a January one bowl or just miss the college football playoff and if they go like eight and five this year fuck bro you know black monday comes there's going to be some jobs open in late december right after christmas there uh i think he'll have his feelers out well before then if they're looking at like three losses heading into uh october or you know november uh yeah it makes perfect sense um i have NFL eliminates challenging of pass interference. They walk it back, brother. They take it down. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. This has not been good. It's it's not been good. It's been a failed experiment. I have I I like the way they handle it, but like coaches ain't getting it. It's slowing down the game. It doesn't make any sense. Like I get what they were trying to do, but just make I don't know. It's it's just so weird just sometimes these restrictive things we put on ourselves where we're just like, Oh, we can't like walk that back and call Yeah, you can't. Like last year, all they should have done last year in that Saints game is been like, oh, we missed it. And it's just like, you know what? We're going to go up in the booth like this is nuts. We're going to take another look at this and come at us, like try to stop us. And they look at it. They just been like, yep, that's pass interference. So we're going to flag it. Uh, I know that opens up a can of worms, but uh, it has no one enjoys this. And it's just causing more confusion than it's helping. And and anything it's like it's it's bad. It's a bad look for the game because. It's just nothing but negative, like commentary about the game. Yeah, like, we don't want like again talking about your Vikes and the the potential for OPI with you know Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that with that game. We want to talk about the amazing drive, a great catch, going up and going for yeah. it, and 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 the Vikes snatching victory from the Saints yeah, on, their, on their home field. Look at that. Yeah, baby. Look at that. Oh, That's what we were talking about. Jack. Yeah, do a little Kirk Cousins yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> remind me also, I have uh, I have something that should happen that ties in with this. I just want to. Ooh, I'm okay. flag I like it. Okay. Uh, all right, what's something? I think mine. I think mine are very. My mine are very one note as well too. My other will happen. Martha Ford, owner of uh, the Detroit Lions, will sell a portion of her team, if not all of the team, to Jeff Bezos. Ooh. Yes, there's been some late rumblings, some rumblings. here. Bezos has been seen in Detroit a, a handful of times meeting. Uh, could it be for some sort of uh, venture and some sort of you know Amazon smart car with Ford, or mm. could it be that he's looking to buy the Lions? He's he's kind of been hanging around. He was seen in the uh, luxury box with Goodell, I think, at the Super Bowl none too long about, long, uh, long ago, and uh, is friends with a lot of the owners in the NFL. Uh, probably looking to make a play. Uh, the Seahawks are a more likely destination that he buys, but. You know, maybe he wants to get a good old-fashioned, you know, one of the few first franchises in the league. Go after Detroit, please, Jeff. Buy, buy them, please. Yeah, man. Pay, pay, pay the uh, tax for it for Martha too. I know you got it. I know you're good for yeah, it. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Seems a little too intelligent to be a Lions fan. Oh, I didn't mean oh, it, bro. Um, okay. I do not like that. Um, another thing I have. Okay, I have some constellations too that I throw on here, but real fast. Um. A quarterback under the age of 30 wins the Super Bowl. Chew oh, on that, bro. Yep. Yeah. Got a little 
<laughs> Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I mean, it ain't going to be Deshaun Watson. Uh, Pat Mahomes right. and Jimmy Garoppolo. One of these guys in yeah. February I coming like up it. next month. What's 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 Russell Wilson's age? He's he's at like right at thirty, right? Oh shit, that's a good point. I looked I looked up uh, I did look up Tannehill's age. He is thirty one. This Titans team, man. How can Oof. I would not I would not want I mean I would not want to face them. Yeah. Uh I think it's good the 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 Ravens game, that's gonna be a fucking slobber knocker. I know. I know. Like it's just gonna be it's just going to be beating the shit out of each other for four straight quarters. Yeah, Russell Wilson's uh, Russell Wilson's thirty one years old. Oh yeah, okay, all right, um, all right. I like it. I like it. So like your odds. Though. I got Giannis wins back to back MVPs, and I like how you call him Giannis. I like you, like you pronounce that hard G on Giannis, it. Yeah. Giannis, yeah, Giannis, Giannis, baby, Giannis. yeah, Giannis, Giannis, uh, baby. <laughs> be honest, Giannis. All right, uh, and then the Cleveland Browns missed the playoffs again. That's that's you're going bull take on that one, sir. Oh yeah, they just can't. I don't know. There's something that's uh, I don't Baker X Baker Mabfield Baker Mayfield. I don't know. He's his stock is dropping in old Brandana's eyes. Um, all right, now two things that should happen, or if you got a little bit of a list, what do you got? Um, I, we what should happen? We should get in 2020 one of the next appointment viewing television shows we need another one mm. I, I can't not I, I need something on a weekly basis where we can all come together as a community and revere game of thrones your time was up now who's filling it? who's gonna step up Ooh. there's a lot of great tv out there who is stepping up who's capturing our eyeballs the mass singer no no in out Vito. correct as my <laughs> not niece would correct. say okay i did get that one um okay how about um a computer chip inside the football that illuminates when it passes a yard marker for like a first down or a touchdown. This fucking ref looking, walking around, putting his shoe down, chain gang thing that goes on to put a football. So it's it's nuts, and it's actually becoming a problem. It's archaic. And I'm yeah, it's, I'm kind of miffed a little bit that more people aren't talking. It seems so arbitrary. Like sometimes they're just like first down, and it's just like. Uh, everybody slow down. That was like pretty close. Like, let's get it back. And it's just right, like, right. it's weird. It's just like super not specific for a league that prides itself on just like getting all these rules right and being specific. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like it. It's good. Let's bring back the 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 glowing hockey puck in the NHL as well, too. Let's let's get on. Let's, let's tack up our, our balls. Okay, what should happen? I'm going to tack this on real fast. Pass interference waved on underthrown balls. I'm the only person talking about this. I have no idea why I'm the only person. You can't expect the cornerback to do coverage, to run backwards, to like cover a receiver, especially with all the pass interference rules against him. And then when a ball's underthrown and a receiver breaks off from a route that he had no plan of breaking off from and tries to double back to get the ball, there's going to be contact. And the fact that the DB gets flagged for that is absolutely fucking insane. Right, right, right. It should just be just contact. Just, just contact. The legs get tangled up. If yeah, as, if as a receiver you double back for an underthrown ball, it count. It should be the same as a tip ball. It's just every man for themselves. I like it. So here's here's where mine segues back into Bezos buying uh, the Lions. I want to return to prominence of Detroit sports. This is what I want. Mm. I don't care if it's reasonable. 
that's too good of a sports town. Detroit is too rich of a sports town. Talking about the Red Wings, the Pistons, the Lions, and the Tigers. I grew up, I have seen three of those four franchises win championships in my lifetime. I need more of it, Brandana. Is it is it too much? I, it's a shame. I used to love the Pistons. I don't even care about the Pistons anymore. Yeah. I don't even watch them. It's boring. We're fucked because we we traded for Blake Griffin and his shitty contract. Yeah. And he's hurt all the time, and all he wants to do is do stand up, which I appreciate, Blake. But fucking don't just do it in the off season. And then Andre Drummond wants out. Uh, this, is, this is part of my sports purgatory. I don't even care about hockey, but they're the best thing going that we've got, and we're missing the playoffs. God damn it. It's return to greatness, Detroit. Yeah, that's uh, let's not put too much pressure on 2020 to get all this shit done. That's a that's a tall order. No, it's, that's everything everything that I've read online. It's like you know, if uh, the new if the new you is just a fingertip away. Right. This is what I want, Detroit. I want all these motivate. I'm fired up for the new all year. Right, Brian, right, right, all right, 2020 can't stop me. Right. I can see clearly. All right, all right, brother. All right, fired up. Sorry, You're seeing sorry. it. I. Love the fire, brother. All right, let's get him some Detroit sports to talk about. Get him out of purgatory. Um, okay, last one. Uh, NBA shortens regular season. Yeah. This is going to take a little it's while good. to happen. It's coming. But, but I think, um, you know, especially with this load management stuff being all the rage, like it's going to kind of force yeah. force the league's hand into it, right? Because it's just like – now it's just like what not, what games do we put on TNT? You know, like we don't know if like Richmond, like are we putting on like the Clippers and like Kawhi's not playing? Like they just gotta they kind of right. create a mess for themselves that they'll kind of have to do this. Yeah, it's it's very interesting too because I think they have been really I don't want to say coddling the players, but they've really given them a lot of comforts of you know the league and you know how to manage and play, and they've reduced a lot of the crazy you know four games and five nights kind of yeah. scheduling. Uh, but the load management is just a way that players now can, you know, look at it strategically. Franchises can look at it strategically. And so they're going to have to address it. It's interesting. It's an interesting, you know, kind of reaction, how players now are at control of their destiny and in the NBA. And if they do shorten the season become because of it, it just really will show the power into which that these players have, because, you know, that's, you know, if they go, if they go eight games, that's four home games for those owners. I mean, that's that's a ton of money or potential revenue that those owners are going to be missing out on. So then, Silver is going to have to be incredibly creative to find a way for those owners to be made whole again, because you know, or it's just going to be passed on to the fans, which is is equally unfair to the process. Um, but it's unfair to the pan, fans to sell them forty-one home games. And then Kawhi's gonna miss seven of them because yeah. of uh, load management and because of scheduling. So, you know, it's it's gonna be it's an interesting way to look at it. I'm I'm interested to see how this all shakes out. Oh, you know, what we're gonna do next year, bro. Put this on the 2020 list. Is you live in Indiana? I think we can tell the fans yes. that. I remember on our first yeah, podcast, yeah. we didn't want to give addresses because you know we're famous. Right. Um, right, right, right. You said I just I'm running around in a parking lot. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's I'm pretty sure that's not what you said. That's yep. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it was. Um, DraftKings has the Super Pool contest, which is legal in Indiana. Yes, sir. You, it is. you and I, bro. MAB Sports Ooh. Podcast. Pick them. We're gonna team up. We're gonna do this pool next year. Me and you, bro. Ooh, I like it. I like. I it. like it. I like it. Uh, do we have to go? Where? Where? where is it in Indianapolis? No, no, you just have to you have to be in Indianapolis for the app to work, and they just ah. do it on the app. And then we okay, we have to we good. have to pick like it averages out to five games over 
each week, not counting the first four weeks. And then, uh, yeah, winner takes home $250,000. Fuck yeah, baby. That pays for a lot of junior college. It does. Let's chop it it up. Um, All right, guys, we decided to do it one more time. A top two, bottom two of the 2010s. Bring me to that silly song. There's nothing where he used to lie. Conversation has one dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. All right, last decade, we're doing it one last time, brother. We're doing a top two, bottom twos. We're doing technology. Mm. Bottom two, what do you got? Um... Can I can I really go just uh, Google on a whole? Can we just talk about all the Google missteps? Sure. For the 2010s. It's on my list. Google Plus, Google Plus, the social, you know, like social media or, you know, uh, kind of service that they have. I'm not really sure what it was. It just showed up on my on my Google email, on my Gmail, uh, Google Phone, Google TV, and then your favorite, which might show up on your list, Google Glass. Google Glass is on my list. Oh, yes. sometimes, oh, I don't know why this makes me so happy. It makes me happy because there's just like a hubris that like we're a company and they're going to use whatever we put out. And it's just like right. these glasses are going to be amazing. And it's like they were a joke. They looked ridiculous. Nobody used them. They, they were convenient. fucking stupid. And I really, I mean, it's hard enough to get my iPhone to like, go it like back in text and delete stuff with my thumb right and i can tap on mm-hmm. and do all those other things and different icons can you imagine now having to like surf the web with your fucking eyeball? eyeballs i know like you just look like a lunatic like people just passing you just kind of right. like look at it like your eyes are just kind of like darting around trying to scroll through. it just seemed it wasn't well thought out and it didn't work out and i like your other like i left in all the google things in there too i forgot about google what was it google plus that was the social Google yeah. Plus, right? It was like this, like social media type thing, that was like, hey, you can like create your Google Plus profile. And I remember like having a Gmail account, and be like, then it just showed up, and yep. I was like, well, uh, what the fuck is this? I'm not really sure what this is. They didn't really like. They didn't. You know, they didn't really like explain it. it just they just kind of it just was there and just happened, and they just figured people would just glom onto it. They also had the Google phone, right? So they tried to get into the like yeah. uh, like the iPhones. They tried to get into that. That failed. And then there was, I don't remember this, but I was looking at some tech mags trying to find out some ideas tech or, mags. you know, percolate the brain a little sure. bit there. They had a Google TV. Come on, bros. Just stick with search engines and stealing my information. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I think that's a good point, too. Like, <laughs> I liked how, like, these companies, and it was kind of thing like all of them did. I feel like Apple did it a little bit, or they're kind of doing it with Apple TV or with that channel. They yeah, just kind of like strong arm you like it already exists and they just kind of like there's a little like trickery or just like pulling the wool over your eyes to like accidentally like sign up for Google Plus and it's just like I don't want your shit. I don't be part of more things. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. Yes. You've got to you just can't show up and be like, "Hey, we're fucking Apple." So we're streaming content. Yeah, now. exactly. It's like you got you, you got to bring it to me. You got to you got to go Disney Plus, right? And just just over beat me over the head with your content just give me such a special offer for 70 bucks a year that i can't say no can't say no yep um and that was my other that i had okay so google glass that was and then upgrading all the time was my other one which kind of ties into this like i'm tired of just like my laptop my phone everything needs to upgrade all the time and i don't trust it i'm old uh 
yep, you kicked your ball on my porch. It stays with me now. Like, I just, I don't like this idea of just like, oh, my laptop has to, and I just ignore it. Like, I don't want, I don't need to fucking upgrade. Like, I don't, I, why are you can asking? I, What's going on? Can I get 14 months of just like, not everything just working in cohesive fashion like nothing needed to be upgraded no apps that are getting rolled out that don't need to be you know what i mean like i just want 14 straight months of not having a red dot over the little fucking monkey wrench on my you know like the little screws on my phone that's what i want yeah that's what i want i don't need to be reminded that i haven't backed up my fucking cloud exactly i don't back up the cloud because i don't want all my shit in your cloud i don't want all my shit my information just floating around (laughs) My note on here is it's been 45 weeks. Look, it, you need to get the hint. Yeah, I know. Set, I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, set up a thing that's just like after four weeks. You don't update me how many weeks it's been. Maybe I don't want right. your shit. Stay out of my shit. Right. Stay out of my shit. How can I make this more clear? I don't want your shit. I don't need you to store my shit for me. I want to buy something from the store, and then I just want to use it like that. That's it. There you go. I love you. I love oh, it. Man. I love it. I love it. Uh, Twitter for me, Twitter and Facebook, but Twitter, Twitter started out with such a just high hopes, just hey, we're all connected, we can talk to each other on my uh, worst things of the decade. Yeah, and then it just became this cesspool of just vitriol, anger, people telling everybody to fuck themselves, right. and uh, Facebook then everyone preaching. Um, to each other or, you know, beating each over the head over their political views. I never understood why Facebook became this, like, political conduit for everyone to express their their own opinions on it. But I don't like it. I don't – we talked about this on the pod. I don't like Facebook anymore. I'm not on it. But, uh, yeah, these two things are – there's nothing social about it. It's the worst parts of ourselves. Yeah, like, and it just got over kind of, I, I agree with you too, and that was almost going to be on my list, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it's just like, for what even, it just took its thing, it's just like negative, and it's a fucking drag, and it's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it's a super bummer. Like, you've never walked away from a Twitter, like, surfing Twitter or Facebook and been like, oh, I feel good about myself. I feel I feel happy to take on the on the world more so than anything. You're probably like, did you see what this motherfucker wrote? Yeah. Or sad, or like this insane person, like what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. It's nuts. Um, all right, top two. Um, I have Venmo on here. This is fun. It's probably it's probably like a high spot yes. for Venmo. But as someone that runs like March Madness pools, uh, I know you run some fantasy football. That getting yeah. money from fucking people used to be a thing. I remember when I first started the fantasy football league, I think I mailed you a check for the league that will not be spoken. I put it yes. in the mail. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just, it seems nuts now. But now, like, Venmo, you can just pass cash without sharing, like, a bunch of bank accounts and everything. Like, it just makes everything so much just easy breezy. Oh, and the the, good, the nightmare that you used to hate where it's just, like, like chopping up checks and, like, fucking uh, how many appetizers you have and people circling shit. Now, like, one person can just pay for the fucking check. And if you want to make good on it, then you could just like Venmo them some cash. Yeah, it's it's you're absolutely right. It's perfect. Uh, I use it quite a bit. We pay our nannies with it. Yeah, uh, it just makes life easier having to cut the check every two weeks, or you know, it's just it's annoying. It's it's cumbersome. Just Venmoing is very easy. And, so awesome. Uh, and now you now I just realized you can 
request money from other people, yeah. which is, this is even better. Just throw it out there, this see what happens. Even, yeah, just toss the dice. Start yeah. requesting some things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm just going to start firing off just random ones. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like that, see too. What's up. I like that. That's I should put that on my on my what I want for 2020. Yeah, dude, it's for 2020. Just people to send me money. Cash from strangers. Uh, all right, bro. Right. What do you got up there? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, speaking of how we can stream all those beautiful programming, uh, I'm just going to, the ability to stream television, movies, has there been no greater convenience? I, I mean, I have ostensibly cut the cord. I don't have cable anymore. I don't think you do, or you might have for, for Sunday Ticket, right? Well, or is that all streaming too as well? It's streaming, yeah. I have the Sunday Ticket with, yeah. with subscription, yeah, yeah streaming. Right, right, but that's that's streaming, right? So it's like that's like uh, this has just made life so much easier. Uh, so the modality to do that, if it's a PlayStation Four, which I have, or Roku, you know, the Netflix, the services, all this now becomes like just the best version of entertainment that we could possibly imagine. And just picking and choosing what we want. Like I said earlier, you know, Disney Plus is the model, especially for us early on. It's just like wow me with your content. If you've got good content, people will come. And that's what it's always been about. Uh, excellent. Um, and then I have, I probably cheated because I kind of made these into one, but I did FaceTime <laughs> and group texts. Like group text thread Ooh. ties into that awesome, like, you know, MVP, uh, friends is what it's all about message that you have. And it's just, it's so cool. Like, you know, you're, there's just a group where we talk to our friends every day about sports. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's very, very yeah. like little thing. And then you know, Facetime. It was always a thing of the future that you'd be able to call somebody and like see their face and talk to them. And now it just it exists. Use it every day. Right, right. Yes, it was ba- very Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and now it's in our pockets. Yeah. basically, they 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 were thinking too broad in Back to the Future and like Facetiming and that and video conferencing. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, I, I like it. I'm gonna go again. The iPad. The iPad came out in 2010. It's it's hard to remember like a time without an iPad, or I guess now our phones are basically like mini iPads, Mm -hmm. but when the iPad came out, that was like, it was the shit. It was the best thing ever. I mean, I can do work on it. I can, for my job, I used it for work. I had an iPad and it is like, it's phenomenal. It's like the greatest little invention ever. It's this portable computer with apps and, you know, things, it's fucking fantastic. I know now everyone's got their iPhones, but, like, for our kids, it's great. Like, yeah. road trips huge. or on the plane, it's fantastic. It's huge. It's clutch. And uh, I love it. I love the iPad. That's awesome. I remember when it first came out, I was just like, this ain't going to work. I'm like, yeah. I'm also like an idiot. I'm just like, what, what do you mean? It's like, a, it's like a laptop. It's not a laptop. It's just like a computer. It's like, how many more Apple things do I need? And a little right. bit, like, it's awesome. Like, it's just a little... For me, I use it separate from like my work stuff. It's just like a little, it stores all the TV shows I want to watch when I'm traveling. So it's just like my little mini TV that I can like watch movies and like series on and everything. It's great. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you can put a ton of content on there, take it wherever. And when you travel as much as you do, it's fucking perfect. It's fantastic. MNB it. Sports Podcast brought to you by Apple, the iPad, but not Apple, the cloud. Uh, all right, brother. Neapolitan showdown. Let's bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we 
Hi, Neapolitan Showdown, what started out as regular some ice cream flavors, sweeping the nation. It's going to be all the talk in 2020. Um, all right, we're doing top three things you know now that you didn't know when the decade started. Ooh, mm. little nostalgic tip. We're getting older. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so 10 uh, years ago, I was 27. Okay. Uh, so I was in my 30s. So I was yeah. I was 30. I was 30. All right. I just just celebrated my uh, 30th birthday. Not just celebrated. I think I remember. Wasn't your 30th birthday a surprise party? It was a surprise party. Uh, Doctor Mrs. The Commission. Yeah, I was there. Fired up a surprise party at the frat. Yeah, it was at the frat. It was at the frat. I said no. Hosted at your house. Yeah, I didn't know how long I knew you for. That's a that's a while, bruh. Look at that. It's been a it's been a while, bruh. Doctor shout out Doctor Mrs. The Commission. She got got all my favorite foods. Sliders, pizza, mm-hmm. sushi, mm-hmm. little little hors d'oeuvre tray floating around. Everything that we love to eat. Amazing. It's delicious. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, top three things. Uh, what do you have in your three spot? My three spot, if you told me in 2010 that basically network television would be obsolete, that no one gives a fuck about what's on network TV unless it's like – a live sporting event i would have been like you're nuts you're crazy oh yeah this is this 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 blows my mind where we've come is you know going back to the ipad and streaming and everything like that uh the way that we can now just everyone is in the content game is pretty amazing that's pretty good um yeah because used to be watching like lost back then i remember there was like a lost night like everybody would get together and like fire up the tv and it was just like it was still i was watching parenthood on network tv oh yeah Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was watching. Everyone was watching. What ne- is there a network show? I mean, you don't have cable anymore, but I mean, is there a network show or even thing that you're even even remotely interested in that's even catching your attention? Uh, I can't think of one. They're all The Neighborhood with Cedric the Entertainer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, once you once you get that first cool hit yeah. with <laughs> first uh, cool Beth, hit. Beth Beth Bears and uh, Max Greenberg and Cedric the Entertainer. You're locked in, man. Yeah, that's so weird. If you're under the age of like what, like fifty, I don't think you're watching anything on these. Like, like the nine one one shows. Yeah. Uh, they're all just kind of like it seems like the recycled same thing, and it's it seems more of like what my grandpa watches when he can't find the remote control, as opposed to yes. like appointment watching television. Like I have, yeah, I exactly. have to see like Chicago Fire or whatever the fuck it is. Um, all right. If, Ooh, maybe we can make Deputy with Stephen Dwarf. Oh, yeah. Maybe that'll be the next thing that captures our attention. Hey, man. Um, that is True Detective Season 3, which don't sleep on that. My boy Dwarf climbing up in the rankings. <laughs> um, all right. If you told me like 10 years ago that hangovers would get even worse, I would be like, ah, not possible. And oh, boy, <laughs> is it possible. I don't like I like it went from I kind of like in college I remember I think hangovers were you just kind of felt like drowsy and it was like kind of hard to yeah. get up and then I think like late 20s it was just like oh it's definitely hard to get up like I'm gonna sleep through an alarm I really don't want to do this like 30s it was like uh, like I don't feel like I can make decisions I don't feel right for this earth and now like late 30s it's just like like I, I just shut it down for a day, shut it down for two days. Yeah. Lingers around for like two and a half days. There's, there's like a two-hour window in a really bad hangover 
that you're like I I'm is this what death feels is this what death feels yeah. like is this where we're at with that I mean there's legit like a little panic starts to like I might not come back from yeah this. Oh, I remember when I came back you know from I mean? Vegas in my 20s I thought I broke something I was just like this is I'll never be the same it did eventually wash over um all right brother um I'm going to give myself 48 points, 48 hours now to truly get over a hangover. And then yes. um, you cut the cord on these network shows that used to come on. And I think you're saving yourself around eh, $40 a month. You're still spending money with the Netflix and the Hulus right. and everything. But it's a little bit cheaper to, than that like 120 that I got at probably a decade when cable was at its worst. And we were all a slave to it. All right, 4840. What do you got for your two spot? Gotcha. Uh, that we would be overrun with famous people that we have no idea who are famous. I'm talking wow, about good. You, you, YouTube stars, Viners, TikTok. I mean, we got, I'm looking at I'm looking at a list right here. Brittany Furlon, Shane Dawson, Logan Paul. Who the fuck are these people? That uh, Cody Ko, Jenna Marbles, Lily. Who the fuck are these people? I've never heard of them. Since when is like, have we reached a tipping point of talented and famous is now overrun by untalented and famous? You know what I mean? Like Amanda Cerny and King Bach, these guys who do like little videos, like dumbass videos. Yeah. This it, this blows my mind. You're right. It's wild. It's like a little of what came first, like the chicken or the egg. Like, can you define talent anymore if nobody actually gives a shit about it? It's like it's just more important right. to be famous and people like to be famous and I don't know the kids watch YouTube and these influencers like you're absolutely right like fame is like the most important thing to yes. like people under whatever 20 right yeah oh it's so my my two nieces were sitting there talking and they got like a they got a, like a karaoke machine for Christmas and my eldest niece was singing into it my my youngest niece was like stop you're not even famous like why are you even trying to sing like you're not famous like and that was like that's what f you know fame is the like was the most important currency in this and she was really trying to like attack like you don't think you're famous don't think you're anything and it's like no no no. fame is a byproduct of talent and like you know in in like immersing yourself in in a craft or an art form that's the byproduct of it fame isn't the currency that you know, people are, are measured by or what they're able to cultivate. Now it seems like that's what it is. If I can, if I can cultivate enough people to follow me, my byproduct is, is not even, yeah. uh, is not even worth mentioning. It's the fact that I can have 1.3 million followers. And then now it's even like worse, like with, with like Instagram, even though we're on, we have a big Instagram presence. Well, I shouldn't say we have it. We're on there. We try and post a lot. But it's like I'll see chicks on here that are like, models I've never heard of that have like 4.9 million followers. Yeah, and it's like because uh, you take bikini, but you're stunning, you're gorgeous, but 4.9 million followers, like this—that's insane. That's nuts. To yeah, me. that is insane. That makes a good point. Like I, I almost want to put it on my list. It was like I had no idea that like vanity would be so socially accepted. It used to be like you have to hide from that, but now it's just like the advent of like selfies and like Instagram stories. Yeah. And it's just like everyone got tricked into like, I care everything that's going on in your life. And I don't 
Like we took it too far. Like yeah. I want to keep track of like all my friends and see my friends' kids and shit like that. Know what's going on. But it's just like I don't need to see like the lunch you're at. And it's almost like, God, it's it's really fucking bizarre. God, we are, sound no, like no, some old fucking men on this podcast this so week. So super old. And I got I I saw some like youngish girl like 16, 17 on a flight. It's like a two three hour flight, and I would look over, and she was editing pictures. I would venture to say for the entirety of the flight of herself. Yeah. Like taking it, going in it, editing it. Like it's just it's it's an insane narcissism, and it's it, it, yeah. We're now we're getting off the wheels here, but it's like it. That's the scary thing for me. It's like God damn. It's like, I, if you told me that ten years ago that that would have been like the primary currency, vanity and fame, I would have been like, come on, Leo. Not everyone's gonna be Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean that guy's a fucking stud. That's true. Um. All right, brother. That's good. Uh, I put that working out gets very much more difficult um and it's not because i used to think it would be about like like time it was always time it's just like oh give me the time and i'll get in there like p90x i'll knock it out yeah. it's an energy thing you get older like the yeah. same there's yeah, like your gas tank your little battery doesn't like charge to that full tipped out that it used to and it's like now like when i get to the gym i'm just like i drink a fucking cup of coffee and i'm like get into it old timer get like you kind of get warmed up and you get into it but it's not that same like just piss and vinegar like let's go let's fucking throw up some plates right dude try adding kids to the mix i'm like your old laptop with a battery doesn't go it like never makes it past 56 percent my the fucking thing never turns past yellow that's me baby that's me i have no energy in the tank brother oh man i know uh all right i'm gonna say best shape of my life it's going to be 38. That's right. Woo! This year. Nail it. So I'm going to give myself 38 points. Preemptively seems a little weird to give myself the points before I actually fucking do it. Uh, and then I'm going to say we have around 200 followers for our Instagram. 220 something. Oh, wow. Look, I got pretty close. Uh, all right. So I'm giving you 220 something or other points. Um, all right, that's 260 to I'm around 80. Good for you. Um, all right, top spot. <laughs> what do we got? Oh, um, oh, I'm gonna go with because you mentioned it earlier. Uh, that texting would usurp phone calls as the primary form of communication. Mm, yeah, I mean, texting was there, but it was like cumbersome, it wasn't super easy. Uh, and it wasn't just it, people would still call. We'd still send emails. Like emails is more of a thing back then. Mm. I just would have never thought like text would have been much like I mean, much like I thought emails wasn't going to be a thing. Text now has just as much as I love it. It just it overruns phone calls. You know what I mean? You and I have a call, but like our our bros, like I don't, I'm not calling anybody. I'm texting them. Yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, it's nice. So it's like double-edged sword, right? It's nice because texting does give you the opportunity to keep up with everybody, and you can just ping them, and someone doesn't have to be like, oh, like, you know, I, I didn't carve out thirty. Exactly. Minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I called like Wheatley the other or like a uh, couple or last night, and it was like nice to talk, and that was just kind of worked out. Yeah. But yeah, fucking brag about it. Okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good friend. People. But it's just like you know, you have <laughs> usually it's just like, oh shit, like is this a good time for them? And you're right. Like, not only has it it's rubber band back so far people are now just like you'll call somebody they won't answer it's just like hey i saw you called like what's up and that is a, that yeah, is a yeah. common Ooh. response to a phone call yeah that's a that's weird 
that would make me feel like shit on being on the other end of that. Be like, ooh, they really don't want to talk. To yeah, me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like some friends are just kind of open about like not liking to be on the phone. But I think now you yeah. can trust me with my own decision making process. If I called you, I called you for a reason. Like, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and uh, pick up that phone? We or maybe I had some. We have an established text protocol. We do. Maybe I had some. Maybe I had some IPAs. I could be calling like that. I've been known to Ooh. like to chat it up. Like to just what's going on? What's hap? What's the haps? Just like, hey, are you calling for a reason? B. Right. What's happening? Right. 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 Um. All right. I have in my top spot. Um. All adults are just trying to figure it out. And hang on. Like, I think you got a sense of that. Like, it, to life? Or yeah, just in, li- in life, <laughs> man. In life. I'm just trying to fucking, I just want to hold my shit together. Yeah, exactly. And I think in your 20s, you're just like, oh, there's just like adults. I'll be one of those soon, like one day. And you just kind of get in your 30s and you're just like, oh, like, everyone's like kind of full of shit. Everyone's just like trying to just fucking do their thing and keep their plates spinning and just kind of like keep the thing in their orbit. And it's, you know, it's nothing to be intimidated from. Like, Everyone deserves a seat at the table as much as the next guy. I like it. I like it. We yeah, we are full of shit. We all we all a little we full have of no shit. answers to anything. A little full of shit. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the answers that we think we did no. back in the day. We know less. And, and I, I know less. Humbled. You do know less, and I know I know a lot less too. Yeah. So I th- I had the world by the by the short yeah, hairs in my short 20s. Curly, now, yeah. Look at me. Oh, man. I don't know shit. Oh, success story, bro. Um, All right. Yeah. Text messages, I'm going to give you T9 points, and then I am going to take um, everyone trying to figure out everybody's a little full of shit. Uh, I'm going to say most people are 15% full of shit. All right, 15 to T9. I like it. Um, you brought the heat. It's your victory this week, brother. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I like it. I appreciate it. Uh, can I, I get one other console bracket? Oh, of one course. That, yes. That that uh, I didn't. If you told me back in in 2010 that everyone would label doing research as like reading like a, a couple headlines and or like a Reddit thread, I would not have realized that that would have been a common. Oh my God, you're so right. You know, theme. Oh, I, I don't want. Everyone does research. Th- you didn't do. That's research. hilarious. This is where. Th- you're that's your full 15% of being full of shit 100% right there. Yeah. Um I don't want to go too far down this road, but that's a great point. If you told me 10 years ago that facts would be debatable, I would be like that's a fucking oxymoron. You moron. Right, 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 right. But it's true. Right. Facts are opinions if you just believe them to be facts. Oh man, insanity. Um, all right, bro. We are up against it. Dynamite pod. I had a really good time. Thank, Thank thanks you, for sir. having me. What do you think about this sober do pod? We, I think this is like three sober pods straight. Hear to my I, voice. I, I like it. Are we not doing? Are we not doing a quick TFTF? A quick tales from the frat. Oh yeah, yeah, tales from the frat. I didn't put that in the rundown. Absolutely, tales from the frat. Oh, okay. That's right. We don't. We can say no, it. No, we're little, not saying little, little post. We can. We can. So. Uh, Tales from the Frat. I was reminded because I uh, we were watching all the bowl games, and I texted Brandana, "Hey, did I ever tell you about the story about the time where we had the uh, missing Rose Bowl tickets?" Mm-hmm. And I don't think we talked about this on the pod. No, tell the story, brother. So, so back in the day, Doctor Misses the Commission. Well, pre, she was just Misses the Commission at that point, or actually not even. She was just uh, girlfriend of the Commission. Uh, so my Mr. Four Star had a good friend of his that was a University of Michigan alum, 
And anytime that the Wolverines played in the Rose Bowl, I was able to get tickets to that game. So I went to I went to uh, Texas and Michigan in like 2005 where Vince Young ran all over Michigan and, and we lost on a late second field goal. Then two years later in 2007, they're going to play USC in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Michigan was coming in there and uh, I was able to get tickets to it. So my dad got the tickets, FedEx them over to us. And then, uh, you know, there they were in a nice little FedEx envelope. And if you remember the old Norton, I don't know if you ever went over to our place over at Norton. I think we pretty much came over to the, the frat most of the time. But the Norton apartments, uh, we were kind of, it was a long dragon at the end was a dumpster and this will come into play. So January uh, one in the morning because we're spry hangovers don't uh, impact us right dr misses the commission's up cleaning we're getting ready for the day bouncing back with a with a little pep in our step and uh we're cleaning and i came back into the bedroom and i noticed that on the dresser where i put the fedex envelope with the tickets in there it was gone i go hey what'd you do with the tickets she said oh i threw them away and i was like or, or what'd you do with the envelope and she said oh i threw that away and I was like, oh, that's that's hilarious. You're very funny. And she was like, no, I seriously, I threw it away. <clears throat> I had like a gift bag. It was vacuuming. I emptied the bag, the vacuum bag into it. I threw a whole bunch of stuff in there. And then I took it out to the dumpster and threw it away. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The Rose Bowl tickets are in that fucking envelope. She's like, I swear to God, I opened it. I didn't see anything. Because it's just two, you know, flat yeah. tickets. And so then we... Uh, proceed to go into oh and if you are from la you realize that vagrants and homeless people come and sift through your dumpster all the time yeah looking for rose bowl tickets. so looking for rose bowl tickets yeah. and uh so anyway so we climb in there i climb in there i literally am unloading in a dumpster every bag of trash garbage that could what are you, possibly what are you wearing what am I wearing? Uh, I am wearing like the dirtiest, like, like pants that I could find, like stuff that I'm just going to just leave in the yeah. dumpster or throw back into the dumpster. You know, like an old ratty shirt, like some work boots, like just fucking just. I'm, but I don't care. I'm like, I am bound to and determined. I literally unload a fucking apartment complex's worth of garbage out of there. We do not find the pink like basically like bag gift bag that was in there it's gone it's nowhere to be found the tickets are fucking lost and i am beside myself i'm trying not to yeah. like overreact too much because it's a it's a innocent mistake but also at the time it's like it's like bruce willis in pulp fiction when he's like i specifically told you yeah to fucking get my watch my my father's watch and now like yeah you know now Good i have to go back and yeah. clean up this mess yes exactly so now i'm like i'm just like seething i am so mad uh we get all the dumpster stuff back in there we shower you know she's like well can we call the rose bowl and i was like you know wh what are we gonna say like what are we gonna do there's nothing we can do it's not like we can even call the guy who got the tickets and see if like we can get like a routing number or some bullshit on the ticket he's not gonna have it it's done it's over so then, uh, so then she, you know, gets some snacks and everything like that. We decide to watch the game. I'm just like seething. Bing and Stacy actually come over, <clears throat> and I'll never forget it. It's like a, it's it's beautiful. They're showing this big like sweeping 
aerial view of the stadium and Brent Musburger, who's like the voice of college football, him and Keith Jackson are the two guys. So it's unbelievable. And he's like the fucking like blue angels are like screaming him through. It's like this beautiful thing. And, and uh, Brent Musburger goes, Oh, look at that. There couldn't be more perfect of a day to watch a college football game than what we are witnessing right here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brett Messberger, and like I was just like, oh my god, wow. you can't fucking believe it. And like I, it was one of those moments where I, like I couldn't help but laugh. But like you know, Sam was just like so upset about it, and everyone was kind of chuckling about it. But yeah, she she lost my our Rose Bowl tickets, uh, but I still decided. And to you married her. her. So I was gonna. Say, and you married her anyway. Good for you, brother. I married her anyway. It's exactly. I'm sticking with the wife. Uh, great, man. I think <laughs> right. you made the right. Wow, I didn't know how that story was going to end. That's um, tough hang. That is a yeah, tough right, exactly. hang. Uh, who ended up winning that game? So now, so now we get... What's who ended that? up winning that game? Oh, USC ended up winning that okay. game, yeah. They, they beat the pants off it. So it wasn't so terrible. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it still would have been cool. It still would have been fun. Uh, but now we, we get all of our tickets, plane tickets, everything like that. We get them emailed to us. No more paper copies. Yeah. Good no technology. And is there a firm rule yeah. that just like Dr. Mrs. The Commission like doesn't throw away any of your envelopes or anything? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing. She she doubles and trickle checks before she throws anything of my yeah. way. All right. That's fair. I'm on her side. Uh good yeah. Good start and win. All right. Um we are up a against the MVP of the week. Kirk Cousins, baby. You like that? <laughs> I do like that. Uh won his first playoff game. Not completely silencing all the doubters, but uh, a much-needed win. So good for Kirk Cousins. Quit laying down on the job. Who's your MVP, brother? There you go. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with David Stern. Uh, the commissioner passed away, the former commissioner. We were going to lead into him with our ripped, but uh, we wanted to talk about a little, something a little more light and fun. Yeah. Uh, but David Stern, he was my commissioner. Uh, the the guy that I kind of measured all commissioners against was great, left an indelible mark on the NBA. Uh, fantastic job, uh, will be missed and uh, created a great sport for us to enjoy. So, David Stern, you are my MVP of the week. Rest in peace. Will sir. be missed. Uh, great guys. All right, this has been episode ninety seven. Thanks for hopping on. I am Brandana. Once you sign yourself off, most awesome. You just listen to most or MAB sports podcasts. You know, we're just uh, we're just trying to hold on. That's it. We're just trying to hold on. Figure it out. Fame. She likes fashion.